Isaiah 40, verses 1 to 5, uh, and it should go up there. Um, comfort, yes, comfort my people, says your God. Speak comfort to Jerusalem. Cry out to her that her warfare is ended. That her iniquity is pardoned. For she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. The crooked places shall be made straight, the rough places smooth. The glory of the Lord shall be revealed. Amen. This is I'll do my best to put this to you, but go away. This is a prophetic word from God. And get ready for it to come to pass. Amen. It's good when it goes like that, isn't it? Praise God. But let's just have a think about this. I just felt the Lord wanted to say this. He said, as, as he gave it to me, he said, you need to speak to the church and you need to comfort them. The message that you've got to give them from me is a message that will strengthen them because they've been through hell, some of them. And some of them have been through a very difficult time. And some of them with sickness, some of them with economic hardship, some of them with personal issues, some things in their mind, some things in their body, some things in their circumstances, and it's been a very difficult time. So you must tell them, You must encourage them with these words. Because God is saying this because his intention behind this passage is to tell you that he's out to encourage you and strengthen you. At a time where you've lost all strength and you don't know what to do next and you've, you've tried everything and it's all come to nothing. And God is saying this. He is going to strengthen you. He is going to encourage your heart. Actually, we will not touch the part of... It finishes with... Those that wait on the Lord will renew their strength. They will rise up like wings of eagles. They will run and not... Be weary. Even though youths will collapse, the Spirit of the Lord will rise upon you. So that's how it finishes. It starts with saying this, that he's going to encourage you and he's going to strengthen you. I don't know what you've been through. I know what some of you have been through, you know, with Claire and Phyllis and various things happening at the moment. But I'm telling you now, God wants me to proclaim that this is the day that the Lord is going to strengthen this church. Amen. And it fits, doesn't it, with what God is already saying. 
But I didn't think he just wanted me to say collectively, but individually, you've been through a terrible time and God is going to strengthen and move in your life and in your situation. Amen. And he's told me, forget about the, uh, we've got a plan. I'm supposed to be speaking on Jacob. He said, forget Jacob, say this. You'll get Jacob probably next week. I don't know. We'll see. Or the week after. Amen. Comfort, strengthen, encourage my people. Her warfare has ended. The struggle, the season of pain, the season of difficulty, the season of disaster, the season of depletion, the season of attack has ended. You in Lebanon, it's ended for you. Amen. We are about to turn a corner for the better. Amen. And God's telling me to tell you this. It's ended. And maybe uh, her iniquity is pardoned. Some of the things that we go through, we've brought it on ourselves. Not all things. We make bad decisions, bad choices, and we live with the consequences. Not in every case, but in some cases, in some areas of difficulty that we've had, we've brought it on ourselves by these things. If we don't live God's way, we won't get God's blessing. Uh, but he knows our frame and he remembers we're dust. In other words, he knows we're thick. <laughs> Hands up if you're glad that God knows that you're a bit, you know, the, the, the plate isn't really complete. <laughs> Amen. But whether you did it right or whether you did it wrong, whether it was a mistake or whether it was a uh, sin. This is what the Lord is saying. Your past and failure and stupidity, and this goes for me as well as you, is pardoned. Amen. You know what he said then? It says, you've already, you've received double for all that stuff. And now the Lord is going to bless you. I like words like this, don't you? I don't, <laughs> praise God. So even if I did mess it up, even if you did mess it up, it doesn't matter anymore. Just say, God, forgive me. I, I receive that. You're pardoned. Turn to somebody and declare to them, you're pardoned. Think of the things that you could have done better, didn't do. Well, you're pardoned. Let's say it together, 
I'm pardoned. Let's say it again. I'm pardoned. We're turning a corner. Oh. And then it says this. God is speaking. It says there's a voice of one crying. God's speaking. Can you hear the voice of God in your heart? We've got to live not by our next idea. We've got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. If we as a church or a leadership are acting or behaving or making choices on the basis of the next idea, we've got it up the wall. We've got to live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And God, there's a voice crying. There's a fresh voice crying over this church. There's a fresh voice from God, a voice from God crying in your heart. This is the way. Walk ye in it. Amen. What's the Holy Spirit speaking into your heart? Listen for the voice of the Spirit. You know, um, sometimes I like to listen, watch the football, and sometimes the match isn't on, so I have to put on the radio. And I've got an old-fashioned radio, you know, not one of these, you know, I, 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 you know, I, I, I come from the world where they weren't called radios, they were called wirelesses. So I have my radio, it's got knobs on it. And, and to get the match, I have to turn the knob and it goes And this is Radio Merseyside and Liverpool about to uh, beat Manchester City 6-0. You know, so, and you've got to start tuning in to the voice of the Holy Spirit in your heart. Lord, tune me into God's voice because God's speaking to you in a new way. There's going to be new things about to break out that you are going to like. Amen. Because he loves you. He loves this church. He loves this people. His voice of one crying. Can you hear his voice in your heart today? Prepare the way of the Lord. You see, when God speaks a promise or he gives away his intention, it doesn't always happen instantly because you have to prepare the highway for the Lord's voice. You know, if it hasn't happened yet, if there are desires in your heart or dreams that he's put on your eyes or words that he's, he's embedded into your spirit, but it hasn't happened yet, what you, don't just, you don't just do nothing. You start preparing the motorway, the highway of the Lord in your heart. Make it, you see, when you've got... 
I remember my brother, he used to live in London, and uh, I was eight at the time, I think, and the M6 hadn't been properly built. You hadn't been properly built. It was things early 60s before it was properly built. So when we went down to London, we had to get on a coach, and I think we were about nine hours. And I was only a little boy. I might have been younger than eight. I could have been five. And uh, I remember I felt sick and everything. But you know, they built a big motorway. I can get there faster now, technically speaking. <laughs> I can get there faster because they've built a highway. And God wants you to at speed access. Allow God at speed to access his life, his promises, his word, his glory. Amen. Let's start, start, you know, we go on the motorway and there's always, there's always roadworks, isn't there? Well, start the roadworks. Start the roadworks. Get that motorway laid down. Because God's coming. It says this in the Psalms, doesn't it? Prepare a, wa a highway for our God, for the King. I think it's Psalm. I think it's Psalm twenty-four, that the King of Glory might come in. Amen. Praise God. Prepare the way of the Lord. This is what you've got to do. And, and the Lord's queuing me with people now. This is what you've got to do. You say, well, what do we do next? I've got to do this. I've got to do that. This is what you've got to do. Top priority. Get the highway going. Get the highway sorted. So that God can touch your life without any impediment. Make a highway for God. Make a highway for God so God can reach you easily. Oh man, are you easy to reach? Oh Lord, will you get the tarmac down? Sort the highway out because you're coming. Who knows, and we might be on the verge of a fresh revival. Your life might be on the verge of a great move of God upon it. One thing I do know, the Lord giving me this word, is his intention is that things are going to change for the better. How do you make a highway for God? How do you make one? What can you practically do to make a highway? Well, it tells you. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill brought low. There's got to be a leveling up and a leveling down. Because God wants a flat surface. So he can move at speed. 
He doesn't want bumps and he doesn't want mountains. He doesn't want obstacles. And you know, some of you have got bumps in the road. You think you're rubbish. You don't believe God can love you. You think that your sin's greater than his grace. You think that you're too young as a Christian or too old as a Christian. You think that you've made too many mistakes. You've been told you're rubbish. You've got people in your life that are putting you down. So you're like a, little, you're like a road that's got a great big holes in it where your heart has been broken. Well, God's going to repair the holes. He's going to repair those holes. He's going to lift up the brokenhearted. He's going to lift those that think they're rubbish. He's going to raise up those who think they are not to bring to nothing those who think they're something. Don't be surprised if you haven't got a penny in your pocket right now and the Lord causes you to be an agent to release funds of millions of pounds. Hallelujah. He lifts up the fallen. He lifts up the broken. He lifts those that have lost hope. And you say, well... Is this, this might be the first stage of the glory of the Lord coming on you. He's raising you up again. You can't fill the holes up. But God's going to start moving to level up things. And then there's the other type. The mountains have to be brought down. If you're skeptical, critical... Bitter, unforgiving, proud, arrogant, unteachable. Guess what? He's going to level the road. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is the way Saul of Tarsus was. You know, Paul, he wrote half the New Testament. He thought he was the greatest thing since sliced bread. He felt serving the Lord, he was doing him a favor. <laughs> well, whether he was riding on his horse or walking on the floor, heaven opened and he crashed to the ground. And that mountain of arrogance, of pride, of independence, was broken to the point where he couldn't even see anymore. Not only spiritually, but naturally. He brought him down low. And he sent Ananias and he said, look, I've got a guy here who thought he was the greatest thing in the world. 
but he's now blind, helpless, broken. You're going to go there and you're going to lay hands on him and the power of God is going to touch his, his eyes and he will see and his spirit will rise up and he will be a great minister for me that will shake the world. Amen. There might be somebody here and you think you know everything. Well, you guess what? God's got his hand on you to bless you, but the mountain has to come down. Amen. So he, 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 like, don't, don't be surprised if to, you walk out the door and you meet a bulldozer. Bulldozers your pride, your arrogance. You know, I was, I was a mountain. I got to the stage in my spiritual life where I thought I knew everything. God had a bulldozer around the corner to level me to the ground and make me a child again. Amen. It's very difficult when you think you know everything and God says you don't. <laughs> Amen. The crooked places making this highway he makes the, he's going to make the crooked places straight. He's going to start moving on your life so that you sort your life out. Sort issues out. Setting your life in order. Eating the right things. Not abusing your, your, your body. Feeding your mind with good things. Making right choices. Getting rid of bad habits. Hanging out with right people. Instead of corrupt people. Addressing you. Your bad language or corrupt behavior that, you, that it would belong to the past. Now you're going to need the power of the Holy Spirit. But God wants you to be a co-worker with him. To set things in order. Because he's, this road is flat and this road is straight. That's why Paul got leveled down on straight street in Damascus. Praise God. And some of us haven't been parented properly. Some of us have been parented really well, but we've got in with a bad crowd. Sort it out. But you know, just say, God, I don't know whether I can do this. Even if it's, a, if, if it's alcohol. 
get started on your 12 steps. Start making decisions. I had some really bad things in my life when I started to move to God. And I can tell you, it took me two years in some areas of my life to sort out And I didn't have the Holy Spirit. But God saw my heart. And when he started to see that I was trying to make the crooked places straight, he visited me with the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Rough places, smooth. Let God work on your personality and your rough edges. We've all got them. We've all got rough edges. Maybe you are a perfect human being, but you're very unfriendly. Work on it. Say, well, I don't like talking to people. Well, just start by saying hello. You might be a person that you know, the way you talk with one another, you might be rude, a rude person. You know, my wife's had a lifetime working on my rough edges. <laughs> you haven't given up, have you? <laughs> She'll tell me later. <laughs> Amen, we've all got the rough edges. But when God's coming, he makes the rough, sorts the rough edges out. God's coming. Why is he doing this? Why is this voice speaking fresh things? Why does God want to, um, has told me to tell you to strength, that he's going to encourage and strengthen you? Why is he saying that the struggle is going to be over? Why is he saying, get that motorway sorted out? Do you know why? It finishes up with this. That the glory of the Lord should be revealed. Amen. Amen. I don't know whether you pick this up, but it's nice when you have a meeting where everything's spontaneous. And then you think, hang on, there's a silver thread in this. There's a silver thread going through this meeting today. And, and I think everybody's spoken. The glory of the Lord is coming. The glory is coming. Amen. It's coming on you, coming on me, coming on here. Tell them. Tell them it's ended. Tell them I'm going to strengthen them. Tell them that I love them. Tell them that the the price of maybe things that shouldn't have happened and have happened is over, is paid in full and double. Tell them they're about to turn a corner, a corner. Let us pray. Father, let's just give thanks to the Lord. What, what you've got to do is you've got to say, God, first of all, you've got to say, 
at the moment, some of you will be struggling because you're still going through the pain. What you've got to say, God, will you help my unbelief? Say, I'm really, there's only still half, half of me here. Just tell him that. Just say, God, will you help me? And then, but many of us have just got to say, God, I believe that, I receive that. I'm receiving that. I'm going to be receiving. And, and if it was me, I would say, I would take advantage of this moment and specify to God right now, I receive that healing for this person. I receive that job. I receive what you've been calling on the name of the Lord for. Say, I'm receiving it right now. I believe that. You love me. You died on the cross for me. You came to wash away my sin. You came to nullify my, my mistakes because you love me. And this new day, I receive it right now. I don't know how you can do it, Lord, but will you do it right now for me? I just love you with all my heart. Go on, you just tell him. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, you just say, God, will you reveal yourself to me and wash away my sin? If you're struggling right now, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pray. Lord, I pray that you'll give people good jobs and not rubbish jobs. You'll make a way plain. You'll remove every obstacle. You'll help us to understand what we need to do to get that that, that highway, that motorway, that causes an instant access of the power of God. I pray for this church. Lord, we along with many other churches, and we pray for the many other churches in this country and in this world that have been taking an absolute hammering. Now, Lord, turn, turn the affliction into grace. In the name of Jesus, we lift one another to you. We don't just pray for ourselves, we lift one another to you. Brief my friends from all around the world in this church today that have come through very difficult situations, who've left people at home and they're worrying about. Lord, will you turn, will you turn it for good? Will you do what we can't do? Will you do the impossible? We receive from you in Jesus' name. Amen.